Hello and welcome to the Shared Screens podcast. I am your host, uh, Learn Jazz. I'm joined by Austin and Bo. We got a small, we got a small panel this week. Um, and I'm going to start with something a little like housekeeping. Uh, when we initially relaunched as Shared Screens, we originally planned to have uh, the Shared Screens podcast and the Grind uh, switch off. Uh, every two weeks and as you probably have seen we have not kept up with that and that's because just scheduling is kind of difficult uh, especially when you have everybody's in different time zones and stuff like that so moving forward um the grind element <clears throat> will get absorbed into a shared screen podcast so if we have somebody that we want to interview like we have a couple of people i know josh has a couple of people like lined up that we want to bring on the show it would still be a shared screen podcast and the first like 30 ish minutes would be like that type of interview that we would usually do on the grind and then kind of be the rest uh, a shared screen podcast so you know and if hey if you want to come on the grind dm us you want to be in any of our content shoot us a dm on twitter on instagram message us privately like whatever you are wherever but yeah it should be known that we we have guests in mind and we have guests that we're in contact with it's just scheduling is a hassle <laughs> so it's this just... is what it is this is the reality of the situation yeah exactly so uh yeah that's uh it going going forward and i will say again if you if you want to be on pitch it you got an ip message austin you got a ride in a theme park you want to talk about message me mm-hmm. you got I don't know, a hype thing you want both to talk about? Message <laughs> you got, if you have news on a new iteration of F-Zero, either on the Switch or the <laughs> next iteration <laughs> of the... Very specific on that one. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to find my niche so that, like, I'm not, you know, overwhelmed so that okay. once I get that one, that I can be really satisfied and excited okay. and hype about it. Um, yeah. Check them. Uh, if you want to talk about tech, message out. You know, you you get us. If you want just chaos, go talk to Jordan. I don't know. Literally any of us, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> honestly, we we wrote that in our thing to Greg. We literally <laughs> wrote. It was like, why should Greg come on your show? And I like Jordan. And I literally wrote um a, like a real answer, and then in parentheses put plus most of the people in the group. We kind of have the same energy, so like it'd be fun. Um, fun. Yeah. <laughs> 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 so that's our housekeeping stuff. Um, have Don't either the merch. of you? Oh yeah. Also, <laughs> we have. <laughs> Hello. Also, we have new. Um, it's limited edition, right? Yes. So yeah. This is the way. Yeah. We have uh, new limited edition merch with our new Book of Boba Fett style. Mm-hmm. This is the Waypoint T-shirt. You can go to any of our socials, and there's links. Uh, it looks dope. I highly recommend buying it. it looks really Link is also in the description. Link will also be in the description of this video. I, Alec is the most indispensable member of this team. Without a doubt. <laughs> like, it's not he even. Just coaches me off screen because I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> oh, my God. Happy to um, <laughs> You're killing it. Good job. So, You're awesome. <laughs> I think that's all our housekeeping stuff. Um, Unless God, I was gonna say, God, does God have anything else to add? Does Alec have any other "Be Not Afraid"s for us? <laughs> Go check out Origins. Episode two came out earlier this week. Yeah, check out Origins. Origins is a great show. Episode two came out this week. It's super fun. That's a that's a YouTube exclusive, right? Yes. Yeah, that's a YouTube exclusive, so it won't pop up on Spotify. But go check it out. Featuring our very own uh, Chris Lepak. Yeah, more more with, of a with, visual treat than our other products. Yes, unless you sat through Chris's, and I I don't mean sat through as an insult, but unless you sat through Chris's slideshow of his Disney trip, <laughs> which was also very visual. Was it? Huh. Mm-hmm. You think I would? The watch whole hour and a half was just photos. It seems fun. Um, it was fun. It was good. He was excited, which made it fun. Um, and Galaxy's Edge is just cool, and I took a lot of close photos, but. Okay. I feel like this is, these are, I'm with people who will have an opinion on this, if you guys have seen it. Have you guys seen the trailer for the new dramatic revival of Fresh Prince of Bel-Air? Yes. Oh, wait, oh. bits and pieces of it. Go on. Go ahead, Bo. Okay, so so one, one, 
one of my like childhood friends, like literally, and, and also weird, like his birthday is like five days from mine. Like we're, mm-hmm. we're five days apart. So he was like in the running, like he was in like the top five for the part of young Will in oh, the French cool. Prince. Yeah. So I like, you know, obviously when I heard the news, I was just like, yo, like, good luck. I hope everything goes well. Cause I heard it through the grapevine and all that shit. This, this sounds vaguely familiar. Have you, have we talked about this off air or something? Maybe. I think so. Cause I think, yeah, the trailer came out. So basically Maybe. Okay. the first trailer came out and I'm like, this looks horrible. And oh, then the no. second trailer comes out and I'm like, this looks horrible. Oh, like no. so and like after the first trailer i reach out and i'm like hey i know it's like a bummer like like it's obviously like great to be associated with like a big name production like i'm not gonna take like i'm not gonna try to sugarcoat that like that sucks i'm not mm-hmm. trying to take that away from you at the same time huge bullet dodged oh my hey. god oh yeah. my god that that production it screams like cw pipeline it's just gonna it, anyone there is gonna go to the cw Degrassi. And Fresh Prince of Bel Air had a child that is more Degrassi dominant, and both parents hate it for different reasons. Yeah, and it's wild. It is. It it popped up on Instagram, and I was like, okay, I had heard about this, but like, I don't think it's a good idea. I don't. I don't think a lot of the revivals of the '90s shows are a good idea. I mean, Fuller House was was god awful. R.I.P. Bob Saget. Yep. I'm really R.I.P. upset about it. <laughs> I'm really upset And about Bobby it. Durst, the jinx. Yeah, he died in prison he... today. It was a big news day, guys. Have you seen the jinx? Yes. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. One, the jinx is amazing as a show. Uh, two, John Mulaney's bit on the jinx. And John Mulaney's a whole other character and conversation that is not... I, I, I don't want to have it because I don't, I don't know. He, he's Spider-Ham. But um, he has a great bit on the the jinx and Robert Durst and a good summary on that whole situation. If you haven't, if you're not aware at all, it's also all on HBO Max, and it is a wild ride, beginning mm-hmm. to end. I I'm not going to spoil anything, but the last episode, I was screaming. That's what everyone like, said. I was just yeah. it's it's insane because like I'm you. I don't know if it's the documentarians or just that the story really is that wild, but it literally... Is that the proper you... terminology? Sorry, documentarians? documentarians? Yeah. Is that, is that yeah. correct? Wow, that's a big word. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> yeah, documentarians. Um, and like medical terms. It just takes you, and you get to a point around, like, episode four where you, like, you know, and you're so angry because you you think that this is going to be another situation where a rich man gets away with everything. And then fucking the last episode happens and you're just like, then there was another part of my brain that was like, what are you doing, you dumb donkey? Shut the fuck up. Like, how do you not know you're out of money? Like, it's wild. It's so crazy. Well, that was the thing. I feel like there's no way he did. Like, half me thinks that he just wanted to end. To get caught? Like, that yeah, spoilers thing, for like, the jinx splash. For the life of a man who died today. So I guess it's, <laughs> it's a good show. Like, aside from, it's one of those things where you have to, like, separate the reality from the, like, the subject matter. Like, with like with Tiger King. Yeah. Season one, I haven't seen season two because I heard that it was bad. I have like, not. With Tiger, yeah. With, it was just the, like, if you just take it at the reality of, like, or not the reality, of the face value of this is a really bad reality show. Like a really trashy reality show with like the most insane plot twists ever, then you're like, this is some of the best television of all time. But then when you actually like look at it as, oh, these are real people and real animals that are being hurt, like, oh, that's really upsetting. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like you can. I mean, it's hard to separate the two, but like as long as you like know going in, like, hey, like there are actual things that are consequences of these actions that you're like laughing at. It's fine. Uh, yes. I mean, I could do a whole episode on documenta- good documentaries and documentaries people should watch because, like, I, I'm. I could do a whole one shit. on like serial killer ones because, like, that was my sh- that was my shit for a moment. You know, like it was just one after the other, after the other, after the other. That was like my thing. But can we bring it back to Bel Air quick? Yes. Oh yes. Okay. Sorry, because I have to. I I have to. It's why I was like, okay, listen. Have dreams when you and when you when and you and when? <laughs> Making a dark Bel Air, like I get 
the appeal because you know you have like shows like empire which i stopped watching a couple seasons ago but for a while was really really good i don't i don't know what's happened now but like before it was good um, empire and, created know, like a like a like a genre didn't it like aren't there a bunch of things now that kind of like emulate that like before empire i don't think there was a lot like that that focused on like the music industry that way i don't know no um, there was there was nashville and that show was sure. weird so like they're not yeah. they're not even in the same bubble if i can speak um, about Bel Air a little bit because i haven't given my opinion really i thought the best thing about that trailer was the logo if that main if that means anything i was logo like the logo is kind of cool like i kind of like the logo also, I did, I'm just curious, if you were to take out Bel Air and then just watch the trailer as, like, a cinematic piece, like, what do you think as the trailer, like, pacing and all that, like, was that good that way, like, cinematically? Because as I was watching it, when I, I just jumped into the kind of funny stream, right? Because that's, that's where I saw bits and pieces, and I didn't know what they were watching. And I'm watching this trailer for this thing, and I'm, I, I picked up on what it was, but initially I didn't know. And as a trailer, I was like, this looks like a like a popcorn flick thing. Like, this mm -hmm. looks like something I would just put on in the background and watch. Mm -hmm. But then I realized when the title card hit, I was like, okay, this is what I thought it was. And then I was like, I'm not watching this. But, like, I, I don't know. I feel like there's, if you take Bel Air, like the Bel Air out of it, it might not be that bad. Maybe it wouldn't have been that bad if they just approached it a different way. I don't know. Yeah, so that's the thing is that, like, um... There were some lines that I thought were, like, really cringy, like, outside of themselves, like, when he's like, hey, Carlton, and Carlton's like, later we'll talk about the real reason you came to Bel Air. Like, the acting is just, like, a little, like, where I'm like, mm, this could be phenomenal writing, but the Any way you are doing this is is not good. <laughs> Anytime um, someone said bro, I was like, oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> Oof. My biggest question is just, who is this for? Like, if it's for the original fans of the show, I feel like it doesn't carry any of it, like, I, mean, I was going to say any of the charm, and then realistically, or initially I was going to say Will Smith. I keep changing my mind. It's either Will Smith or, like, the entirety of the cast, because the cast was wholesome as fuck, and talented as hell. Like, mm -hmm. uh, the first Aunt Viv, like, could sing, and they showed that off so much in the first few episodes. Um, obviously, James Avery was, like, amazing. Like, first things first, rest in peace, Uncle Phil. Go ahead. Oh, I know. Is it the first Aunt Viv or the second Aunt Viv who's like a phenomenal dancer? Uh, the first one. Okay. I was like the first one. So if you don't know, like there's a whole. I, I, it was either the behind the scenes of the actual show or like a very good video essay. I honestly don't remember, but it had something to do with like. Will Smith taking over the show. And originally there were pitched that like it's going to be a, a family show. Like, kind of what happened with Family Matters and Urkel. Um, where the actors in the family were just not okay with how much their characters were being used as props so that Will could have his fun time show. Yeah. Um, Cause like I said, she was like amazing in the first. She week. was a phenomenal actress. And I mean, she's come out since and been like, I probably didn't handle that well because mm -hmm. he I mean, was, she fumbled it back. Like I'll just yeah. say it. Like she fumbled, everyone else fell in line and made their money. And I, th I think she had said something about how like she, because he was taking over the show, she kind of forgot that he was still, like, a, a kid. Mm -hmm. And that, like, she she probably would have handled it differently if she had just, like, taken a step back and been like, this is a child. Like, he doesn't, he doesn't know what he, like, he's not. I can show him how these things work rather than antagonize him. Yeah. Um, but remember... she's wildly talented. The episode of her dancing is just, like, mm -hmm. my dream. <laughs> Bringing it back to like kind of around the idea of the the original cast, like when I first heard the idea of this reboot or reimagining or whatever this is, um, I was like, no, I I don't think anyone needs that or wants that. Like I don't I don't think that should happen. Secondly, I was like, maybe if Will Smith plays Uncle Phil, like if they kind of do it that way and incorporate it that way, I was like, maybe I would it would be entertaining to watch that, see how he portrays that character. But I don't. Like I, I don't know. Would that would that make it better for you two or no? I don't. No? I don't you know, know. In my like, opinion, no, no one should touch that role. But I thought maybe if anyone would, maybe Will could. Uh, I also don't. I also don't know their relationship. Like I don't know if it was good or bad. I mean, I just, from what I understand, it was it was good. But my thing is, like going back to the original question of who is this for? If it's trying to bring in a new audience, then like the vibe wouldn't. Fit with a Will Smith Uncle Phil. Like, I feel like Will Smith would again take the show because I feel like the thing that James Avery did the best was like he was the 
intimidating force of nature, like when it came to being a disciplinary or disciplinarian, is that a word? Yeah. Just the, yeah. The, the hammer in the household. Um, he was the butt of a lot of jokes, which like don't age well. Like they're, it's just body shaming from if the episode is 22 minutes long, I'd say five minutes. If I'm being, if it's like a slow episode, like five minutes uh, worth of, of fat jokes. And then everything else is just him being like the dad, like the ultimate dad. And I feel like if Will Smith is going to try to embody that, um, he'll just eat up the scenery compared to whoever he, he gets in line. Sure. So like, I don't know. I just feel like if they're trying to make it moody, like I, I, under, I kind of understand the like wanting to make it moody. I just don't think anyone wants that. Yeah, because I think I think Peacock. Listen, like I think Peacock found a lot of success in One of Us Is Lying, and found a lot of success in making Saved by the Bell a little bit edgier, and are trying to marry those two. But the problem is, One of Us Was Lying was only such a popular miniseries because it's based on a massively popular book. It's been out for years and had that author as a huge fan base. And they did a good job with this like teen mystery not turning into like a CW Riverdale Pretty Little Liars clusterfuck. But also trying to mix that with like Saved by the Bell, they made like edgier, but it's still at its core as a sitcom. Like it deals with heavier topics and and it has more carrying over plot lines, but it's still at its core Saved by the Bell. Like, mm. this is a completely different shift where, like, I say Fresh Prince of Bel-Air was not one of the, the sitcoms that I was, like, I followed the way I did, like, Full House. Um, but, and it was mainly because it was on, past my bedtime on Nick at night. Full House was on at 8, my bedtime was at 9, Fresh Prince didn't come on until 10. So, <laughs> I knew, I couldn't watch it for a very long time. My parents wow. were, that was the one thing my parents were very strict about, was me going to bed on time. No Fresh um, Prince. I mean, <laughs> that's, yeah. that, that's what they were very strict on. Oh, no, they didn't care. They, my dad probably liked Fresh Prince. I don't probably, know. from what I've heard um, about your dad. <laughs> yeah. The only thing we weren't allowed to watch is Cartoon Network, but that's an entirely separate conversation. Excuse me? Um. Yeah, we were Sorry. we were not allowed to watch Cartoon Network. Like I, I completely understand why, but I also just, I am so sorry. Yeah. It's one of courage was scary. I... Courage was scary. The thinking about the idea, like trying to pitch the grim adventures of Billy and Mandy, I feel like was impossible. I mean, obviously not impossible, but like must have been an extremely uphill battle. And I love it so much. It's just like just dark enough. Didn't they, like, didn't they show like Naruto on Cartoon Network and stuff like that back in the day too? Adult Swim. Like Adult Swim. Adult Swim. Okay, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. My last thing on on Bel Air, and then I'll go into the the response to to the Cartoon Network thing. But it's just that like I I didn't have a deep attachment to the show, and even I'm like, mm, I I think we're missing why everybody loved the original. Like. And so I feel like some fans of the original are going to feel like it's a kick in the face and new fans coming in might go seek out the original and be like, what the fuck is this? And I, yeah. I just feel like it's going to exist in this weird limbo mm -hmm. and it could end up hurting some, some young, talented black actors' careers because they're associated with a show that just like wasn't handled super well. Because totally I've agree. seen the girl playing Hillary and the boy playing Carlton and other little projects, and the the guy playing Uncle Phil has been in like two episodes of The Boys. And from what I've seen, they're good actors. And it's like I've seen it before, where you get on one bad sitcom and it kills your career, and your career is just over. Do we or, think or one bad television show? Sorry. Do we think they tried to Cobra Kai this? Like, do we think that's kind of what the goal was? Except they were doing, they were reimagining it, whereas Cobra Kai just leaned so far into it. I think they just needed something that they knew would sell, and Will Smith doesn't want to like do acting, acting anymore. Is this Will Smith's project? Is he attached to it? I have no idea, but I, I know yes, that he, he would is. make money if he's doing this. So or if this is coming out, he'll make some form of money. Yeah, he's but, like, a producer I, on it. I see no reason why this would be anything other than like financially motivated. Well, That's yeah, I think. Farther than like two seasons. Like I see, like it maybe goes one season, and then it gets a little bit of bad rep, and then season two comes out, and then it's done. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like a, that's that's how I see it. 
I think I it's gonna have it's gonna have that fanfare for season one because people are gonna tune into it, mm-hmm. probably bash it, and then check out. But because of the fanfare, it's gonna get a season two kind of a thing. I can I mean, see that's, getting that's a cult following, like of, of new fans now? or or old fans. New fans, yeah, of new fans that are trying their hardest not to like. Like, I don't know. I feel like it's become a personality type to just, like, cling on to something and then just fight for it for, like, for your entire life. And I feel like the Fresh Prince is going to have such a high level of, like... Like, I I am expecting this to be a garbage fire. I am going to watch episode one the night it comes out if I can. Like, I I, I just want to see it. It's, it's kind of like The Matrix Resurrections, where I'm like... <clears throat> I haven't seen I hear, it. Yeah, you don't, like, you don't need to. But also, if you do, you'll have a good, like... Like, it's not a good movie, but it's a fun time, in my opinion. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm hoping it's that. Like, if it's one of those, like, really cringe, like, trying to be over-the-top wholesome and give us a message at the end of every episode, then, mm-hmm. like, I could see myself liking it ironically, which is <laughs> which is powerful. So we'll see what happens. My other just concern, too, is it's... One of the writers is a guy who wrote on The Wire. Which, like, how we went to one from one to the other, I'm, like, a little... Well, no, well, you, you make I mean, a lot of money, but... I mean, there is a very, like... I feel like part of what made Fresh Prince, like, special special is, like, it would get... It was, it was very funny, it was jokes all the time, laugh track, ha 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 ha, and then, like, once every three or four episodes... Serious shit. Yeah, thank you. Some serious <laughs> shit would go down. And like you go from like, this is funny, this is silly, this is such a good time. I'm just like, I'm eating cereal at eleven PM, cause why not? <laughs> it's like that vibe of like I don't give a fuck, it's nice, it's fun. And then it's like, why am I crying? Hold on, hold on, why am I crying really hard? Wait a second. Um and like everyone in the show can like act their ass off when they need to, but like they can also and because they can act their ass off, like if you don't if they're going to be in the episode for three lines, they will deliver those lines and then dip. And then if the episode is about them, then they will make it about them. And I just feel like the tone that they are delivering in the trailers so far, at least, is not that. Like, it, it yeah. feels very, like, I keep saying CW, but it feels very that. I, I, I mean, hey, CW is a brand at this point. Like, it's a type. Even if you're not on the CW, you can be a CW show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, um... Riverdale's got to end one day, and it cannot come soon enough. <laughs> but that's how I felt about Supernatural, and I love Supernatural. Like I was like, "When is this going to end? Like, just please." And the Flash. I, that show's been too long. Sure. I love trashy teen like mystery shows. I watched all of Pretty Little Liars as it was premiering. Granted, I can get away with that a little bit more because it started when I was a freshman in high school. But it like I watched that. I've watched, um, I've tried to get through 90210, I've watched Austin's Creek, like, those weird, like, mystery, I watched One of Us is Lying, when the player's table comes out on HBO Max, I'm gonna watch that shit, like, but I got through two seasons of Riverdale, and then had no idea what was happening, and I was like, I am a grown-ass adult, (laughs) and I don't understand what's going on. The last... The last thing I remember about because I was I was a, f- a fan of River, like I was watching it from like a popcorn flick type of thing. Literally just put it on and don't think about life. And I was watching it, and the last thing I remember is some fight in a barn between like Archie and someone else. And like the, I was like, okay, I don't even know what's happening. I, didn't he go to prison? Like no. <laughs> I, yes, I don't understand any of this. He so I just I just gave up. Also went to Vietnam, the war, even though <laughs> so, it's supposed to be like. No, this is the funniest thing. I don't watch it anymore, but one of the seasons, uh, one of the, like not this most recent season, the one before that, there was a time jump because they hit the thing all these shows hit where they're like, we have to put a time jump because our actors are very clearly in their early to mid 20s, not high school anymore. So we have to do this time jump. So Veronica had become like a like a mob boss. Uh, Jughead was like a writer in New York or some artsy crap. And Betty had gone to college and then enrolled in Quantico and was currently training to become a special agent with the FBI. Archie went to war. And throughout the season, there are a ton of war flashbacks. And it's supposed to take place in, like, 
I think the Flash Forward is supposed to take place in like 2018, 2019, somewhere in there. But if you watch the videos of him in war, he looks like he's in like a period, like Korea, Vietnam era uniform running through the jungle. And they just keep saying the war. They never say where it is. The Cybertronian <laughs> war. Yeah, like it's the war. Wild. <laughs> Like, Which war? The war. <laughs> the war. Oh, wait. Like, whenever he talks about it, he's just like, the war. And then they, they all <laughs> come back funny? to Riverdale and start teaching at the school, which is fucking hilarious, what? but whatever. Yeah. Uh, Betty leaves... Betty... Uh, yeah, Betty leaves um, the FBI to, like, investigate a mystery in Riverdale while also teaching at the school to keep the high school open. I was um, going to be a secret agent, but instead I'm here teaching you fucks. So and then I'm going to go back. <laughs> uh, once I catch oh, the cult leader, and now Cheryl There's has a cult? A cult. <laughs> yeah, there have been three. There have been what? three cults. Um, and Cheryl is now a witch, and so I don't know if you guys Who's Cheryl? The ginger chick. Okay, the one that has the twin? dies in the first season? Yeah, yeah that okay. chick. Um, she's a witch now. Cool. <laughs> and I don't know if you guys watched the Netflix show, The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, which was only good for the first season no. and then became terrible. But that exists in the same, like, Sabrina Spellman is a Archie comic character. And this was, like, kind of like what Bel Air is. They were like, we're remaking Sabrina the Teenage Witch, but it's going to be gritty and dark. And she has red hair now. <laughs> no, no, she's I'm, I'm, just, I'm just joking. And then, but now she's dead. Because they canceled the show because it, it a lot of people watched the first season, myself included, and it was great. And then the second season came out, it was terrible. And then the third season opened with one of the characters having a sex addiction because he died and went to hell and came back. And everybody was like... Mm. As you do. As you do. Yeah, every Tuesday. Every Tuesday. And so the show ended with her, spoiler alert, with her dying. And now in Riverdale, she's coming back in Riverdale because Cheryl's a witch now and is going to resurrect her. And I'm like... Who, what is happening in this writer's room? I'm like, I, I don't have words for you. <laughs> like, the whole listen. show is just like a social experiment where it's like someone walked into a production office and said, I feel like people will watch literally anything. So let's try mm -hmm. to just like do literally everything. Yeah. Like, let's, let's try to do that wrong. We've got CIA or whatever. Like, let's try to confuse so many people that, like, literally no one watches our show, but somehow it just keeps growing in audience size. The other thing I enjoyed was when they started doing the musical episodes, they were just picking these musicals that every college kid loved because they're edgy, but were far too raunchy for a high school to ever do. And of course I watched those episodes because, like, Carrie the Musical is not well known. Like, nobody knows that musical. Unless you were, like, 16 in, like, 2010 and your vocal coach gave you um, her, like, power ballad. And they did that and somebody actually gets murdered during it. But that, there is literally a song that happens while two characters are having sex. And then they did Heathers, based on the movie, Heathers. A, a great musical that nobody fucking knew. Also has a lot of sex and a lot of cursing and talking about doing a lot, a lot of shit they can't say on the CW. And I watched those episodes because I was a theater kid in college at the time. We were all amused by it. And like, they were just doing, like changing these lyrics to the point where they didn't even make sense. And I was like, they are literally just throwing thousands of dollars at this writer's room. And this writer's room knows that they can just phone it in. Good for that. Unless you want to employ me when I graduate, and then everything you write at Riverdale is absolutely phenomenal, and please employ me. I know so much about cults. It's almost, it, it, it sounds like they just cycled through writers by day. Yeah. Like, they, they, like they came in, he's like, we're making a show about war, and then he left. And then Tuesday, they came in, they're making a show about cults. And then Wednesday, mm -hmm. witchcraft. Like, oh, let's go. Yeah. Oh, musicals. Don't forget about musicals. Yeah, it really so sounds like a mess. Sounds terrible. Yeah. But speaking of cults, I went into a weird rabbit hole of <laughs> cult entertainment. Like, entertainment produced by cults. And I'm ready. <laughs> so there's one dude that said that he could do yoga so well that he could fly. And he oh. put out an anime. So, he basically, in the anime, keep in mind, this is in the anime. Yoga man? <laughs> no, I forgot his name, yeah. and I, I, I don't remember the name of the video. I'm so sorry. It's just one of those things where I'm just like, 
I just open YouTube and then I'm like, this thumbnail looks interesting. Hour and a half, fuck it, bam, and then I commit. <laughs> I just watch all of it. But um, all right. But he like crosses his legs and keep in mind this is an, an anime, the same medium that has brought all of these wonderful characters, like the stretchy man in One Piece and <laughs> the orange guy in Naruto. And the other orange guy in Dragon Ball, like... The orange guy in Naruto. <laughs> no, okay, I love I love anime. I just, I knew that that would piss people off. So I'm just like, well... Uh, you got me. I, yeah, I very much, I, I'm a weeaboo, don't worry. Um, but he just, he's sitting cross-legged, and then he just, like, butt jumps. Like, it, Wait, in the anime. I don't remember his name. It's, I thought it was, like, something Shoko at the end. Is it yes. that? It's This dude is fucking nuts. Like, so okay, okay, all right. So it's it's, it's that, and I don't want to mix up my. This is the real man. And this is the same thing as the anthrax. The, the <laughs> not the anthrax. The the, the sarin gas. Like, he, um, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. He tried to fucking poison like the entire train system in Japan because they didn't take him seriously or something. Like I, I, I'm doing a horrible job of paraphrasing, but like so, okay, being... okay, I, I can yeah. The, please summarize. So, please summarize. Mariko <laughs> led a Japanese doomsday slash terrorist organization cult out of um a part of Japan in the 80s, and they carried out the deadly sarin attack in the Tokyo subways. Um, they also were found to be responsible for the Matsumo sarin attack a year later, even though that took forever. And basically, Omshinrikyo, uh basically had like eight different personalities that he had bounced back between he was considered this group was considered a terrorist organization in something like 18 countries like they were no joke and basically it was um that he he kind of drew on buddhism but the way that like like the clan draws on christianity like where they take it and bastardize it for their own reason but say that they truly understand the buddha um but they also believed in Christ, which was always confusing to me. But th that doesn't matter. And basically, they thought that the Third World War was coming and that the Third World War would cause everything that happens in the Book of Revelations to um, happen. And that the U.S. was going to instigate the Third World War, which, like... Probably. Valid. Likely. Okay. Like, you know what? It's fine. <laughs> one point. He gets one point. <laughs> one point. Yeah. And he, he thought it would happen in... Um, 1997 and it would cause the beast to emerge from the u.s and after it killed everyone in the u.s the beast would come across to japan and kill a bunch of people in japan why i don't know what this was but it made me laugh. I, I was born in 1997 and i really want to go to japan i don't want to destroy it necessarily <laughs> you, you can't go. just saying <laughs> not allowed apparently. um and this group exists <laughs> to right. this day there are still active uh, branches of this cult to this day, which most of them are. But yeah, it started out as a yoga and meditation class. And he would use these these yoga classes where he would be like, I can fly to pull people in and then just spout this doctrine to them. But him flying was bouncing on his behind? That's the thing. So it was him bouncing on his butt and then eventually like flying, flying. And he does like, I think in the video that I saw, like he does talk to Jesus. Because yes. that does sound familiar. You talk to Jesus just, a lot. Just look up the anime for it, because it is okay. bonkers. It's so funny. I mean, it's, not, it's not funny given the context. Like, once you know, like, and I, I kind of blame the, the essayist, like, the, the person that put the video together, because I was just, like, giggling the entire first half of that segment. And then, oh, yeah, and, like, also, people died because of this dude. And I'm like, God damn it! Like, why? Can't, why is it like I can't even like fucking internet little random rabbit hole things without them doing horrible, horrible things in reality? It's just—it's it's, wild. Everyone, be chill. Is my message to the world. Everyone, yeah, be chill. And they, uh, yeah, he, they, that group assassinated a bunch of people. Like cool. they did a ton of crazy stuff. Crazy people. I highly we're looking into them though. They're very interesting. But Yoga Man is bad. Got it. Yoga Man is bad. Om Shimarikyo is a bad, bad person. Bad person. <laughs> um, but, yeah. Um, awesome, I what's your favorite cult? I talk about cults until I die. But... What's my favorite cult? Yeah, what's your favorite cult? Cult 45. Um... 
honestly, hey, I mean, there's a show called My Favorite Murder, which that's basically <laughs> what they do. Um, well, thank you. I think my favorite cult to learn about is is probably like I stay away from cults. So like I, I, I see anything about a cult. Sure? No, good, no good. I mean I mean anything on the internet. I know I, I, I walked into that one. I, I agree. But like when it comes to anything cult related, I'm just like they're they're terrible people. Like I, I'm not going into this. I don't oh. care. I don't need anything more. <laughs> I mean the, the people inside like they get indoctrinated. Like I I feel bad for them. I, I, I mean the, the leaders. You know what I mean. But yes, yeah. you you have a point. So my my basic answer is always, and it's it's partly because I for a very long time wanted to be an actor and now live in LA. My favorite for like to learn about and like I get really passionate about is is Scientology. Like Scientology is a terrible terrible organization. If you want a really really good examination of all the reasons they're awful, I highly highly recommend uh, watching Leah Remini, uh, The Aftermath, which is now all three seasons are on Netflix. It's great. Um, yeah, it's they are terrible, terrible people. David Miscavige murdered his wife like ten years ago and has never been caught. And the LAPD are being paid off by this group to not look into her disappearance. And there have been tons of people, like the Cecil Hotel out here in LA, that has a ton of people that have committed suicide there. A lot of them have been Scientologists. Uh, they prey upon people that move to LA trying to follow their dreams, and it's just it's super messed up. And they all hide behind being a religion when they're not. Um, it was literally found by a science fiction writer, which is like, yeah. like it's not a matter of like, like I've used the euphemism disrespect. Like, I know it's disrespectful, and I apologize. But like, like calling the Bible like Christian lore. Like I understand that that's upsetting, but like, I think I think it's funny. But like with Scientology, if your founder is literally a sci-fi writer, and like uh, Battlefield Earth is like canon to your religion. That it's lore, like it's literally it's it is fiction made up by like a dude that was alive not too long ago that like has video also I, also within the video that I watched yesterday, Scientology came up. Apparently, L. Rod Hubbard had a jazz band, mm-hmm. and they're not bad, <laughs> <laughs> they're pretty good. I hate oh, this. <laughs> That is not um, where I expected you to go with that. Yeah, I mean, they're, 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 they're kind of good. Listen, him doing a three-minute long drum roll is not a reason to join Scientology. That's just <laughs> it's a silly fact that you can bring up at a at a cocktail party. Should've, hey, uh, should have stuck to jazz. Should have stuck to jazz. Should have stuck to jazz. Yes. Just, just don't, don't join. Don't make jokes. Don't you know? Don't engage with them. Like, don't <laughs> do any of that stuff. I told the story of me going into a Scientology church. No. Yeah. You have you have said I don't know if you said it on a podcast, but you've said it before. Okay. Well, just very briefly sure. went in for the tour or whatever. I gave fake information. My friend did not really know what Scientology like they she didn't know. So she put her real like information oh, no, down. Honey, no. Yeah. Yeah. Um yeah. That's that's the short version. If if you want to know exactly why you shouldn't f- f- like do fuck with Scientology at all, the best description I can like the best example I can give of why is during the third season of Re- Leah Remini's show, they dove into all of the um, sexual assault charges against Danny Masterson and a bunch of other abuse that were actual crimes that were covered up by Scientology and Scientology's response to the conversation around them getting bigger was to make YouTube abs being like want to see the truth about the viral sensation like it's like what are you doing like what are you doing um and Tom Cruise and Dave Miscavige are only friends because they're both four, five three and know that they can't get a woman if Scientology isn't forcing them god damn Take that, Ethan Hunt, or whatever. David Miscavige, <laughs> David Miscavige, and fucking Shelley Miscavige were ma- married through arranged marriages, and Scientology had a huge hand in all of Tom Cruise's marriages. Like I knew, I knew, I heard the thing about the arranged marriage thing, but I didn't know it was yeah. linked to Scientology. Yes. I just um, anytime Tom Cruise does anything, period. I just assume it's somehow linked to science. Like anytime, like I have enjoyed the Mission Impossible movies. I just assume that I am slowly getting indoctrinated into Scientology the entire time. <laughs> I just like space. Like I don't want to no. marathon because I don't want to like meet like oh praise Zenu and then I have to go clear yeah. my da- daemons or whatever the fuck that Phaetons. Phaetons. Clear Phaetons. Yeah. Yeah. Seven's coming out this year. 
Wait, they're called they're called Thetans. Yep. It's, like like you're saying, Satan with a lisp. Thetans. Kind of, yeah. Thetans. And they're little demons. Little demons that are inside you that are dead aliens, dead ancient aliens that are all inside you, and volcanoes release them into the atmosphere. Ah, yes, of course. They cause your stress. Millions of years ago, Xenu came down and fucked the planet. <laughs> and had sex with the earth. Wait, is this episode called Shared Screens is like a Scientology Fucks podcast? the earth. <laughs> no. The Shared Scientology. The Sharing Scientology, Scientology podcast. podcast. Um, well, I'll just Mike get like Render, a bunch of views initially. So many views. <laughs> I'm like, listen, Mike Render, Leah Remney, if you want to come on this podcast <laughs> and talk about Scientology, I will. You can talk about whatever you want. I will be mm-hmm. fine with it. Shared screens teaches you cults. <laughs> um, but yeah, they're my favorite Seth Rogen story though is when he's talking about how. Wait. Do you guys remember? There's a connection to Scientology. Stay with me here. Um, do you guys remember oh. the like Tom Cruise jumping on the couch, telling Shield yeah. uh, she's a terrible person because she took antidepressants after having her kid? Hmm. Um. After that, he realized he had a lot of bad press and had to, like, fix it. Mm-hmm. So he reached out to Judd Apatow and Seth Rogen and was like, hey, can you guys come meet with me? Because I want you to write a comedy for me that I want to be in with Seth. And so Judd Apatow and Seth Rogen went to his house to, to meet with him. And they're having the meeting. And, like, the way Seth Rogen tells it, he's like, we got, like, two hours into the meeting. And then he go he brought up Scientology. And he goes, guys, if you just gave me 15 minutes to explain what it actually is it would blow your mind and Judd Apatow went no thanks and just continued then Seth Rogen was like if he hadn't done that I'd be a Scientologist right now <laughs> like and it's it. my favorite thing on the planet it should be like Judd Apatow is the only reason I'm not in a cult God. sometimes you just need that person my hero sure Laren, is that, that person, person for Jordan one day a pretty woman is going to walk up to Jordan <laughs> on the beach and start talking to him about her her religion that will change his life. He's gonna call me about it, and that's gonna be the only thing that stops us from losing I don't, him to a cult. I don't I don't know why I pictured you also on the beach and I just saw you in slow motion like no <laughs> It's literally like I think he'd I think he'd agree. I think he'd agree that uh um a pretty woman could probably convince him to go to at least one meeting. Is he level seven or level seven susceptible? Yeah. It's he like- he. We joke all the time that if we were ever to make a sex and relationship podcast, we want to have a, a segment called um, "Red Flag" or Six Flags," which is just because Jordan will tell me things that are such big red flags, and he doesn't see it, and is like, "Oh, that's a good concept like, in itself." That is no, that, and that's a great name. <laughs> Thank you. Jordan came up with it. Yeah, um, Jordan, yeah. if you're watching this, good job. Yeah, he he. Then then other things happen when he's like talking to girls that he's like, "Is this like a bad thing?" And I'm and like me and his other girlfriends will tell him like, "Can we?" It's not we, necessarily a bad thing, but what? Can we pivot a little bit to make yeah. this a little more okay? Can you just give us dirt on Jordan? Sure. Can you, uh, can what, you do you, just, what do you want to know? I don't know. I'm just Has wondering. he peed and or pooped the bed in it the, just the last five years and told you about it? He pees out his window. I don't know if he's peed I've heard this story. Bed, I've he heard, yeah, I've heard window. that. Um, I just want dirt Wait, and also, yeah, my friend has done that too. So that's like, because I heard, I remember him saying that before and I heard that and was like, that's not new to me. Why is that not new to me? Like, I, I frown upon that behavior, but that's also like, I've heard the justification for it. I love that we're oh. going to talk shit about Jordan here, and it's going to be in the episode titled, like, Scientology, or whatever. <laughs> whatever I'll this is. <laughs> um, so, what's, what's good dirt on Jordan? Ooh, I have a video somewhere deep in my Google Photos of when we used to go out to karaoke night at this, like, local, like, Irish pub in our area. Um, and every Wednesday night, they have karaoke with DJ Mad Mike. And we would go, and... I don't like to sing karaoke because it just like it's it's not my thing. Um, but Jordan will get to the just right point of hammered and sing Africa by Toto. Nice. And there's one night that he's doing it where in Jordan's mind 
in Jordan's mind, he is standing like he's, you know, like jumping around and like having fun. In reality, he is standing stock still, staring at the screen like a serial killer mm. singing Toto. Singing We've Africa all been there. We've there was one point so funny I mean, not necessarily was... singing karaoke, but yeah, there's there are moments where you envision yourself when you're hammered and you think you're the coolest fucking person ever, and you, you look like you're death. <laughs> like there, you there was... look so close to death. So there was one point in college where my friend, we were was at the karaoke bar. My friend was like, either blackout drunk or on the way, and someone at like he didn't sign up for karaoke or whatever, but like some song by Eminem came on. And he got up from the table mid-conversation, ran on stage. Someone else was on stage, pushed them off, like not physically off stage, but like pushed them to the corner and was like, no, this is me now. And after a while, everyone was like, okay, but like, like, like half the, the crowd was like, this is hype. Like, I don't care. This is hype. He's a good, like, good showman. Good for you. Whatever. And everyone else was like, oh my God, are we going to do something? <laughs> like our table was split down the middle. Like we need to get him. Like, half of us were like, we need to get him. The other half were like, no, like, this is a good show. Like, we should just get him off stage after, but this is a good show. It's a dilemma. <laughs> yeah. It's like, he's killing it up there, but we don't know what to do. Like, he hurt someone's feelings, but it's worth it, I guess. I don't know. Jordan has a very similar story of we went to a quiet bar for his 22nd birthday, and he got hammered, and an Eminem song came on the, the jukebox, and he started rapping it so loudly the entire bar went silent and turned this was not a karaoke bar this is just like it's barely a bar it's a restaurant that has a bar and at night people will go to drink there and the entire bar goes silent and everybody is just staring at jordan and me and his other friend who i was dating at the time were sitting there like please if any language that you should not say comes up i am Begging you, please do not say it because I don't know if you're drunk enough to realize that you you should not say that. Like I I don't know if that filter is working because he would to be clear he would never say that like in real life even like he's not one of those people who's like but if I'm singing it like he would never say it. But sometimes when he's drunk, Jordan has no idea what he's saying, and I was just like, this is not the time. This is going to be the day that you get beaten up because you said something you weren't supposed to at a crowded bar. A uh, sixty-year-old woman tried to take him home that night too, and if I hadn't stopped oh, yeah. him, he would have gone home with her. I heard, I heard that story too. I see when I'm when I'm drunk, which isn't that often. I don't drink that often. I don't know anything about alcohol, so you can call me a little baby. It's fine. Um, <laughs> when I when I get drunk, I just get really loud and emotional. But I feel like that's like every guy. So I but like the one story I have of when I got really drunk is like my my roommate was having an argument with someone and they were upstairs and they were bickering and i'm on the bottom of the stairs crying because i felt bad <laughs> for my roommate i wasn't helping him i wasn't doing anything i was just sitting at the bottom of the steps crying <laughs> hammered and i'm like ah, like just screaming about nothing <laughs> so dumb i hate what's booze good, what's good dirt on jordan just like give me a word that will it'll trigger some story we've been girlfriends friends long enough isn't we can't we can't Sorry, I thought, I feel like he said that on a podcast before. That's not me, like, doing something bad. It's not the it's roast not of Jordan like when he's not here. I was going to say, this feels like, I thought it was going to be, like, a fun, well, I, <laughs> like, I thought it was going to be a fun I would, I would never tell me stories. That's the thing, is that's the line. I would never tell it. I know what stories he would never want told publicly. Okay, um, here's, here's the lowest point here's, in Jordan's life. No, 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 here's, here's my follow-up question. <laughs> How many okay. stories do you have that you cannot say? Not a lot. Probably. But that's still a lot. Let's. I don't. I, I. I would never tell them, but there's probably only like three that I could think of that he wouldn't be spoiled if I told him. No, he lives a relatively like we obviously build it up for content a little bit. But like, <laughs> he, he's he's Joe. He's Joe. Yeah. Um, he's Joe. Don't worry. <laughs> like, it's just a prank. It's just a prank. How long have you known Jordan? I met Jordan when we were 14. We were just about to start freshman year of high school. Uh, we met doing a community theater production of The Wizard of Oz. That I remember. Uh, yeah. And we became really close in college. And that's why I have so many crazy stories about him. It's just because, like... College. College. <laughs> we, were, we were became best friends in college. Um, one of our biggest regrets of high school is not asking each other to prom. Aww. Yeah, we each went with other friends. And we've said in retrospect it would have been better 
if we went to each other's proms, but you know, say lobby, whatever. Um, he, ooh, he did improv for a while. I'm trying to think of like good stories about Jordan that I have. Um, we should have through... Jordan on to give them at some point. No, no. We. That's the other thing too is <laughs> I know I can't tell any stories about his 21st birthday because he wants to do a shared screen podcast about our like drunk certain drunk escapades, including his 21st. Because I don't like to tell him this when he's here, but his 21st birthday party was a really good party. Um, <laughs> well, that's yeah. good. <laughs> yeah, that'd be a fun stream. Just saying. Yeah, that's what we we've talked about is like doing it on a stream or something like that because we have some good stories. Um, one I will tell because he's told it on a he's told it before. It's not that interesting in the grand scheme of things. We went out for his birthday once, and this girl who we had never met before just walked up to Jordan and goes, "You, I don't like your look," very <laughs> aggressively, and I was like, "He's standing here in jeans and a pink shirt and looks completely harmless. Why are look. you coming up and antagonizing him?" Like, and he was like, "Thanks, it's my birthday," and she was like, "It's just your vibe," and he was like. She then followed him around the bar the entire night and would not leave him alone. That's fun. Like, well, like <laughs> negatively or? Who knows? I don't know what she was doing. I don't know what she was doing that night. Yeah, that was the one was. that I'll give Jordan. He saw that that was a bad idea. Mm. Um, okay. Sometimes <laughs> me and Victoria have had to be like, dude, don't do that. We are allowed to say this because we are also female. She is insane. She has crazy <laughs> eyes. All of us can see it. Just you can't see it. Um, I, wish I, I want him to go on Queer Eye. This is what I will talk about because I want to get you guys in on this. I want him to go on Queer Eye so badly because you guys know Jordan. Jordan is such a sweet dude. He just doesn't have enough self-confidence to like really put himself out there to like meet a nice girl. And I want him to because he deserves it. Like I want him to be happy. And I just like, I really want him to go on Queer Eye. I jokingly told him that if he hadn't been in a relationship by 25, I was going to put him on Are You The One, which is a dating show on MTV. Uh, but that got canceled. And about, now I what about the what? next bus? <laughs> Put him on the next bus. <laughs> Hi, I'm Jordan. I like Spider-Man. And <laughs> if she yeah, can't hang upside like... down for a kiss, then I don't want her. Next. <laughs> that's the thing. It's like there are plenty of good. very nice girls that aren't crazy that are into that kind of stuff. He just gotta he's gotta put himself out there. And I feel like if we put him on queer eye, like spending a week with the the Fab Five would like help his confidence and help him like I don't know. I feel like you could say that about literally, like, you could put Jesus Christ himself with the Fab Five and you'd come out like, you know what? Yeah, you're right. On, like, at least one thing. At least. Yeah, also, yeah. going back to, that was not a Jordan impression. That Like, the Spider-Man, I was trying to think of something, because I remember next, and if you haven't seen the show, it's a reference to the show. Not roasting Jordan, it was just trying to, it was a bad, whatever. My whole goal was to roast Jordan. That's fine. <laughs> so it's fine. <laughs> I'm trying not to. I feel like he's been <laughs> taking a beating this podcast. He's not even here to defend himself. That's the point. That's the point. Stepping on his I teeth on the I just wanted to find a nice girl. I sound like his mom. This is what the Bridgerton podcast is going to be. This is exactly what it's going to be. Um, I'm going to post about it on Instagram tomorrow, so I don't mind saying it. Um, I was going to say, have we talked about this yet? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to post it on Instagram tomorrow, so I'm really not that concerned. Um, so by the time this goes up, the post will be up. But yeah, so Bo, were you at the meeting yesterday? I was. You were? Yes. We all were except for no Brett. Memory. We all were except for Brett, which is <laughs> no is. weird thing to anyone listening. <laughs> um, the but usual this is this is what we want to talk about. Is I want I want Jordan to find a nice girl. <laughs> I think I think he's a great guy. If you're interested, hit him up <laughs> <What>? on Twitter. <laughs> yes, because Twitter is a wonderful place to find very nice and level-headed people. He'd be okay with it. I I don't think he'd immediately write it off if somebody DM'd him on Twitter to be a thousand and ten percent honest. Can you can um, you scope out crazy eyes on Twitter? Is that a thing you can do? No, that's the thing. It's it could be literally anybody and they can say anything. Are you I'm calling him? I'm trying to. <laughs> <laughs> he might not pick up. Isn't he at work? Hey, you're on the podcast. Um 
we're talking about <laughs> you. I'm not telling any seriously embarrassing stories. Um, but we're talking about how I want you to find a nice girl. And I just said live on the podcast that um uh if any girl was interested, they could message you on Twitter. You're okay with that, right? Absolutely. <laughs> um, I, I'll throw my Snapchat in if you guys want. <laughs> I told you guys you wouldn't care. Okay, thank you. I love you. I'll talk to you later. Okay. Honestly. Later. Okay, bye. Bye, Jordan. All of his contact info in the description. Oh, man. Yes, everybody. Alex, can we make that happen? <laughs> Put a Snapchat in the description. Oh, my God. <laughs> he does this all the time. Like... He used to like when he would come to visit me at school. He would be like, "Tag me in all your photos." I made a when I made an Instagram story and a Snapchat story, he gave me my first tattoo. He like jumped in the background of all of them to be like, "Follow me on Snapchat." Jordan wants to be viral, and it would be totally fine if girls messaged him on Instagram or Twitter and was like, "I like your look. I think we would vibe. Let's chat." He'd be down with it. He'd be okay with it. I'm telling you. The, the phrase I think we would vibe seems like it's it's past its prime, but that might be me. That might be just me. Maybe I'm just old. <laughs> it made sense. No, I get it. Yeah. I just, it, it brought me back when she said it. I mean, vibe is like definitely returned to the public uh, vernacular. Yeah. But it I, was gone. I, I use it a lot. It was, it, it was, it was, it was gone. gone. It was gone. And then it was brought back ironically and then people adopted it unironically. Like me. Cartoon Network, though, because I, I have a quick thing about that before we okay. wrap up, because I'm curious. Yeah, I was not allowed to watch Cartoon Network at all, which was partly because my my mom knew if my sister, who's five years older than me, was watching Courage the Cowardly Dog, I'd watch it with her. And that my sister was probably going to be scared by it, but I absolutely was going to be. You would become a different person if you watched yeah. Courage the Cowardly and Dog. And I only remember two episodes of Courage the Cowardly Dog and both fucked me up for a long time. <laughs> the slab. Um, is it? Is that what he says? Like the slab or something like that? That creepy, tall, phantom dude? I, yeah. I feel like everyone, everyone that's seen Courage the Cowardly Dog, like unless you've seen all the episodes, you've only seen three and that is your like max. <laughs> you just never watch a lot of them. They're all different percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're all just a, a blur in my mind. They're all the same episode. You know what I mean? Like they're all just one conglomerate. I think when Courage the Cowardly Dog comes on, there's like the theme show, like the theme song to like give people a warning to get out of the room. And then after the theme song ends, it's just like a static screen that like just hits people with a beam that brings out their worst nightmares for 30 minutes and then it goes to earth for however long and then commercials and then it's fun and it's like hey here's the title card for the next and the beam that just terrifies you mm -hmm. it's, and that's it the thing that like i can't process about that show is that like you'd be watching that show and then it'd be like mighty morphin power ranger toy like da -da -da -da, throw this and fuck up your parents house like <laughs> and then, like it would come back to this like Objectively good horror. Nightmare, nightmare, nightmare. Yeah. Pop girls. <laughs> Power Rangers will be there because you associate with it. Yeah. Yep. And like, my parents were like, everything is either dirty or too scary. And most of the time, I felt like I was missing out on something not being allowed to watch Cartoon Network. But me and my sister were too much of goody goodies to ever like do anything about it, to like ever try to secretly watch it. And then people tell me other things that they saw on like Courage Cowardly Dog or Ed, Ed, and Eddie. And I'm like, maybe I'm okay. No, <laughs> maybe okay. it's okay that I don't watch it. I will, I keep going back and forth between like Nickelodeon and Cartoon Network being the superior network. But like mm -hmm. over time, I feel like Cartoon Network kind of like, with the exception of SpongeBob sometimes, because I'm, I'm honestly starting to get to the point where like I watch SpongeBob and I'm on Squidward's side and I just get frustrated because I'm like, shut the fuck up! Shut the fuck up, please! You're so loud! Um, but that's the sign of adulthood. That's the real sign. Yeah, of you you either die a SpongeBob or you live long enough to see yourself become a Squidward. And with that, Ed Nettie, like Ed and Nettie is one of my favorite shows of all time. There's so many theories so, behind that show, like so yeah. many. And they're all like you can see that you can watch the show just as the show, and then you can like mm -hmm. hours and hours of just weird, creepy, not creepy pasta, but like conspiracy theories and just fun little rabbit holes there. Like everything is so wholesome. And also whenever you like do take it to that deeper level, it kind of becomes darker, but like it becomes more wholesome. It's more like, Oh, that's like, it's sad, but it's really nice. Like, it's really cool. Right. Yeah. Um, there are some weird cartoons on when we were kids though. Mr. Like, 
I used to really, really <laughs> like no. Rugrats, and I don't know why. But Rugrats yeah. was... I'm not bashing Rugrats or anything, but, like, whenever that was on, that I had to watch. That and Simpsons, for some reason. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> Two different opposite sides of the spectrum, but Simpsons and Rugrats were my shit, for some reason. Mr. Meaty was the most upsetting thing Nickelodeon has ever made. It was a... Don't, don't. It started I probably do out know as it is, by, like, imagery itself. I'm it started out as a, as a short that was, like, kind of like this spoof on, like, Good Burger, where it was like these two like awkward teenagers working at a burger place in the mall, and then it got developed into a full show. And the shit that happened on it was fucking chaotic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hate that. The, <laughs> oh my gosh! That, the same thing with Curse of Cowardly Dog. I remember where, that. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was scrolling through and I was like, I don't. Oh, uh, <laughs> like oh. something about this image. I was like, Yep. No, I've definitely seen this face before. And it was awful like it just looked awful like it was all yellow and orange which is just very grating as a design and like there was some episode where like a goth girl was an alien that ate someone the hamburger meat came to life at one point like it was a super fucked up show someone had a tapeworm that was like the size of my arm that they had to like pull out of there and the tapeworm was eating stuff it was oh. it was bad it was bad oh, i hated that right before i carly Oh. Yeah, I'm I'm just going through like the top ten or whatever, and uh, Codename Kids Next Door is on here, and I really like that show. Love that, that show. Like, show was great. The Christmas oh. special with the X Men spoof, so good. Mm -hmm. I do remember that. Um, the Clarence is on here. Clarence. Clarence, that's a new one. Oh. Newish. I say I don't know what that is. That, that came out the, around the same Dexter's time. Dexter's Laboratory. Were you gonna say Laboratory? I, I was I was debating. <laughs> it's but it goes both ways in my mind. It, yeah. It uh, I don't remember know. what channel showed. My sorry, gym Alex. partner's a monkey. Yep, great show. Yeah. Never heard of that in my life. Cashew nuts. Samurai uh, Jack. Samurai, Samurai Jack. Jack was awesome. The reboot, not reboot. Was it a reboot? Just the latest season was awesome. It was like a continuation. I think. Yeah, it was just older Jack. So I, I guess it was a continuation. God damn it. I have no idea what I Am Weasel is, but I but I definitely know that image of I Am Weasel. I don't know it. Oh wait. Edgar and Ellen, that's uh Nicktoons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It was like hella creepy. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. important. I loved this show unironically. And if I went back and watched it, I'd probably still like it. But honestly, I have never met somebody else until this moment who knew what the fuck I was talking about. That when looks I brought familiar. It up. That looks familiar. Yeah, it was a Nick it was a Nicktoon. I'm trying to I mean, um, to bring it back to Jordan, Ben 10's on the list. <laughs> you guys know how often he calls me at like 11.30 at night to explain yes. something to me about Ben 10? Yes, we do. It's so upsetting. <laughs> he said it to me last night, too. Not about Ben 10, but about the John... Have you guys seen the John Oliver video that came out about the Da Vinci Code? It's like number no. one on trending on YouTube this morning. Oh, he no. just made a, a video about his gripe with the Da Vinci Code, which, spoiler alert, I mean, the Da Vinci Code came out forever ago. I can't imagine there's a lot of overlap in people who listen to this podcast and fans of the Da Vinci Code, but that the solution to the puzzle that the whole is at the core of the book is so easy. I was like, I can't watch this right now, but. Yeah. Uh, all right. No. Yeah. So it's been a fever dream. Just watch go out the window. It. It's funny. It's funny. Go out the window, but. Oh my gosh, shut off. <laughs> No, please. I already we already had to I already had to censor one thing this week. We don't need to also censor this podcast. What do you mean? <laughs> I was like, feel like that sensory would be worse. Um, <laughs> Talk about cults already can get worse. Scientology. Well one day Bo and I it'll just be Bo and I for an hour talking about cults. Yeah. Go back I'd watch that. The I'd indoctrination watch. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh Watch uh, This is the Waypoint. We're talking about Book of Boba Fett. Book mm -hmm. of Boba Fett's great. If you haven't watched it, watch the first two episodes yesterday. Fantastic show. Um, what else do we got coming up? We have a stream on Saturday. I think this podcast is going up the day the stream comes out. So if you're listening Correct. to this the day it came out. Thanks, Alec. If you're <laughs> listening to this the day it came out, uh, go check out our stream. We're going to be doing the uh, fantasy draft for games. Um, we have a whole thing draft. Yep. Thank you. We're doing a whole 
whole bit. It's going to be exciting and it's going to go forward in the new year. Mm -hmm. um check out the new episode of origins if you have something you're interested in doing for pitch it hit up austin austin's also going to put out a a twitter poll what people want to (laughs) see be sure to answer that um jordan i have a bridgerton podcast coming chris is going to have some music shit coming we got exciting stuff coming Mm -hmm. uh until then see you next time Thank you.